Hi again, everybody. Welcome to the Ice Cast Report. I'm Anthony, joined by Tim, and today we preview the Penguins' 19 to 17 uh, gut wrenching, heartbreaking loss at number eight, South Dakota State. And Tim, uh, I, I am done with the whole "Hey guys, we fought." Congratulations, guys. You showed effort because that should be a given in anything in life. And it's sad that we even have to talk about, hey, we gave effort. I will go this step. The players gave effort. And I feel awful for the players, especially the defense, who sometimes, yeah, gave up big plays, but they held the most explosive offense they played all year to 19 points. And they were screwed by their coaches. (laughs) They were screwed by their coaches. Every single one of their coaches should be held accountable for this. This is coaching about practice, and what happened today is inexcusable. On the offensive side, on the defensive side, and special teams, we can't even kick a field goal right, Tim. I mean, hey, at least our punter kicked the ball 40 yards today. But you know what? We fought, guys, and we came up close. And if that is where this proud program has come to, then you know what? Just mail it in. Mail it in and put all the money to do it's academic researchers because I don't want to watch this garbage. I don't know if they'll sell a ticket this fall. And I'm being honest. And I'm Tim, not sure why. I'm I'm not sure why anybody would spend the $85 or $100 mm-hmm. for a season ticket or the $12 on a Saturday afternoon to go see them play. If this continues... Uh, I, I never was, it's, it's weird to say it this way. The score was 17, 16, and I was mad. Yep. Me too. Me too. I texted my cousin at 17, 16, when South Dakota state pooch punted and their, and their quarterback can hit a better punt than our punter. But I want to, but so you get the ball with five, what with five, 35, five something to go. Uh, I think it was I under four minutes. How... Actually, it was like 418, I think. And I texted my cousin and I said, you need points this drive. You don't get a minimum of three, you'll lose the game 1917. Because we've seen it every year. We've seen it with his coaching staff. They will not be aggressive. And what did you come out with? Run, run. Well, we're going to get into that. We'll just like the entire game here. We can get into the autopsy of what we watched. Where do you be? Yeah. It was just malpractice being kind. Uh, It was an abortion Mm -hmm. of a football game. It was heartbreaking to watch another team actually run a very basic offense and have actually offensive plays while you had. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I said it in the first game. I, I, you know, a little league, T league type offense can run better and do more. And you have better players. And I understand that they're young. And I'll give them that little caveat. But guess what? Every team goes through this. Uh, exactly. And here's the problem. You have 11 guys and not one of them moves during an offensive play. Not one yeah. person goes in motion. Not one person uh, changes from the left side to the right side. No one you know, turns around and goes back the same side that they came from. You don't move a running back out of the backfield into 
a slot position. You don't do mm -hmm. nothing to make the defense react to you. And you can't nope. read a defense if you're just going to sit there. As a matter of fact, they know what you're doing. You run four plays. Yep. You run yep. four plays all game. Nothing's changed. They run maybe two or three separate plays, and they never go back to them. How successful or how unsuccessful they are, they never go back. They run four plays the entire game, and even Woody Hayes had more fucking plays than that. Yeah, uh, this whole, I am so tired. I am so tired of hearing, we have offensive playmakers. We have, okay, look, we have one, maybe, maybe McLaughlin. That kid fights his ass off. And again today, two more touchdowns, 120-something yards, but you don't get him the ball outside of handoffs. No tosses, no screens, no nothing. and No imagination whatsoever. And don't tell me, don't tell me that I have faith in my receivers. I think our tight ends are deep when you don't utilize them. You saw last week when you throw the ball downfield to Ogletree, the kid goes up, makes a 31-yard catch. Granted, he had a drop in that drive, but he came up with a 31-yard catch over the guy's helmet, brought it in, you got – you got first down to 30-yard line. And how many targets does he see today? None. None. Zero. Zilch. The biggest play of the game offensively was a pass down the sidelines that almost was uh, called incomplete because he was out of bounds. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and he did get – I mean, from the repels from him, I said, I thought he had his elbow in before yeah. the rest of the body went out. So, personally, so I thought he it was a catch. Yeah. However, that was the biggest play of the game other than the touchdown run that you had in the, in the second yep. quarter. And you had an 18-play drive and not oh. throw the ball one time. Yep. 18 plays, almost 11 minutes, and you got a field goal. You got a field goal. And it's not like, Congratulations. again. You know what? It's the same thing happened against Southern Illinois. You had a 15-play drive, eight minutes against Southern Illinois, whatever it was. And you kicked a field goal. And you had third, second and eight and third and eight. And you ran short side of the field quarterback power. What did you do here on third and nine? Congratulations. You ran bootleg quarterback sweep for one yard. Great, great job, guys. Great job. You really inspired hope that we're going to open up this offense. You really inspired hope in these kids that you trust them to go make a play. You have to go win these games. I texted people during the game and I said, you have to go take this game. Don't sit back and hope to God that they're going to make a mistake. Because even though they've made a lot of mistakes throughout the game, that team is too good to constantly keep missing. And you sat back and you didn't make a play. You to didn't allow take your it. defense to end up losing the ball game the way they did for the way they played the entire game Thickening. is um, yeah, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's wrong. It's disgusting. And if I was a player, I would be in the first meeting possible. Can you see why they're the coaching staff yelling at the coaching staff, telling them if you ever put us in this fucking position again, that, you know, what the fuck are we supposed to do? Okay. Now let's, let's dissect a little bit of that fourth. Okay. Fourth play as you're talking about yeah. why does she make a great play they got they got the ball back hey you seen the fourth and five i go he's punting the ball we all yep. know that they didn't put anyone back i, I get that they have that's to cover fine it, you mm -hmm. know and 
he got off a good punt. He went all the way down to the 27 yard line. And you got first down and 10. As you mentioned, they ran three plays. And before even the first play ran, I looked, I was watching the game and I said, simply this without a first down, they lose this ball game. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then I, I went first down, they're going to run the ball, McLaughlin. And that's the second down, same thing. And then I went, oh my God, here comes the quarterback keeper. Yep. And wasn't a, yep. a, a traditional quarterback keeper that everyone knows I love. It was the quarterback draw and the defense knew it was coming too. And the defense stuffed it, forced him to reverse field, and he gained two yards. And it was fourth down and four, and he had to punt the ball away. The moment that ball went into the air on fourth down, the game was it's over. over. Yep. It didn't matter how, how well the defense – because the defense had to continue to win each and every yes. play. Yep. And it did. And you know what? The play that went down the middle for 39 yards uh, to the tight end or the big wide receiver, I'm not yep. sure exactly what he was. I think he was a tight end. Anyways. Tight end, yeah. Uh, I'm watching the play develop, and I said, oh, my God, he's open down the middle. And he just he, – he delivered his best pass of the game. Yeah, he, he hadn't hit know, on that all game, and they finally Gron- hit on it. Gronowski uh, threw his best pass of the game when he had it, too. And he hit his player perfectly, and that set it up. From that point on, you knew why she was going to lose the ball game. But the game was not necessarily lost on that 39-yard t- uh, pass that sets up the drive to, for the winning t- uh, field goal. The game was lost, traditionally lost. It was lost long before. They was up 17-16. They were losing the ball game, which is yep. weird to say, but that's exactly what was going on because you had a coaching staff that was playing not to lose. Yep, and again. There's only one coach in history who's ever got away with that. That's Jim Trestle. Trestle, yep. yep. And Jim Trestle only played it when he had the freaking lead or in a scenario that he believed that in the fourth quarter he can make the plays necessary to win a ball game. And you can't play that way in 2021. There's just absolutely no way. Nope. And get back to that three down and out. Going into that drive, YSU, if I remember correctly on this, from the, the commentators of the game, said they've run the ball 43 times. They passed 11. Yes. Yep. A four to one. Four to one. Anybody who knows anything about offense in 2020 or excuse me, 2021, knows that you want a balanced offense. A balanced offense doesn't have to be exactly 50-50. No. But it could be 40-60. It could be 45-55. It could be, you know, in that range. But you want balance. You want to keep a defense off honest. We didn't see one play-action pass. We did not see one receiver or running back, go in motion. We've seen two screen plays, one in the backfield that went nowhere. Another one, it was a beautiful play where they had two two receivers out there blocking, and it got like seven, eight yards. Yep. And they did it. They don't freaking understand what first and second down is for. Nope. They, no, they don't. They, they, it blows my mind away watching that game. It was the most frustrating three hours I sat and watched a football yes. game forever. And you yep. know, I said it in the first game when they went with the North Dakota and lost North Dakota State. I said the same damn thing to the coaching staff. Stay in Dakotas. Do not yep. get on the bus to come home. You don't deserve to come home. Please resign. You're done. I'm done with this team. I am absolutely 100% rooting for the players to play well and get better. But this coaching staff is in over its head, and this coaching staff has to go. You can't 
put this type of thing on the field for four games in a row and expect this town, this football town, to support you. No. I say no. I say no. I say no. And I've come back to haunt me in in a year from now. I'll be happy to take it. But you know what? What they're doing right now to anybody who cares about that university's football program or sports program is disgusting. It is wrong. And I hope Coach Phillips gets between his legs and walks back to Cincinnati because I don't want him here in Youngstown. Tim, I I have said that I would not judge this coaching staff after until after the 2021 fall season. And I can't. I can't sit back as someone and I will and I think you can vouch for this as someone who loves this program outside of anybody who works in, there is nobody in Youngstown who loves this program outside of people who work in the athletic department more than me. I will put that up against anybody. Doug Phillips needs fired. He needs fired. He has done. He has done nothing. He has done nothing to incite hope, to incite excitement. Because this town, like you said, this football town is not built on. Hey, guess what? We competed, so here's a medal. No, sorry, that doesn't work. And you know what? You might get me and a hundred family and friends next week to see him get their butt kicked. Because right now, this coaching staff's not trying to win a game. That's not true. And you know what's sickening, too? They've had two games. They should have won. And almost, I can say, by double digits. Because Southern Illinois and South Dakota State, they should have won by double digits. And maybe not by double digits, but at least eight-plus points. There's at no least eight-plus points. There's no excuse for what we're seeing. 55 yards passing today? 55? Yeah. There's just no excuse. There's no design to this offense. There's absolutely zero design to this offense. It's like, let me pull into the hat. I have four plays. Okay, we're running B today. Go play. And uh, we'll see if it works. If not, we'll go back to A. Yep. And then if A doesn't work, we'll try. We'll go to C. Yeah. We'll try C. That's the quarterback mm-hmm. keeper. And four is punt the fucking ball. All right. And and it's just disgusting. You know, it irritates the hell out of me that we see in 2021 an offense this pathetic without a design, without a even idea what they want to be or how to achieve it. Yeah, yeah, they ran the ball 45 freaking times. Congrats. You won the ball game. No, you didn't. Oh, if they were had that. 18 play drive in the fourth quarter because they're up by three and they're chewing the clock away and they're playing. That's totally different. If you're down by 10 and you're trying to get back into the ball game and you get down there and you're afraid to throw the ball, you don't belong as head coach at any school at any level. What There's happened? such a thing as the forward pass in football and it's been there a long freaking time. If you refuse to use it, you don't belong in the sidelines. What happened to I'd rather have explosive plays downfield than these long time-consuming drives. You know what that all was? Lies. Lies. It's all coach speak so people can get off his back. And 55 yards passing again today. This is now three games this year, Tim. We, or no, this is every game this year we haven't thrown for 100 yards, right? We might have had 100 against North Dakota State 
in garbage mop-up time. But but not by one quarterback. No, not by one quarterback. And, uh, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I, again, Phillips does not know how to use his timeouts properly at all. No, when he's over his South head. South Dakota State gets inside your 20-yard line and there's two minutes to go, you maybe think, hey, I should use my timeouts. I can't take them on the plane with me. But instead, oh, don't, don't worry. We save a middle school offense 31 seconds and one timeout. That, that's going to do it because well, we can push the ball downfield. Anthony, even better. They, they had he that Wade had a check down on that first down play because they oh came on top God. of him. And yep. no, no, wait, wait a minute. They and, and they complete the pass, which okay, it happens. They don't call the timeout. No, no, and and even the announcers are like, they just use twenty four seconds for a play. Twenty four seconds for two plays. And, and you know what's maddening too is <laughs> after the first big play we had all game, the deep pass to CJ Charleston down the sidelines. Great catch, nice throw. The South Dakota State announcers kept saying, this is where teams have had success against the Jackrabbits is through the air. How many passes do you see come across the middle? I'm talking simple crossing routes or simple. <laughs> nothing, oh, nothing, oh, oh, zero. Oh. Here's what's hilarious. We ran tight end curl routes and tight end crossing routes for big yardage. We ran an angle route out of the backfield against North Dakota State for a big play. And we don't use any of that again. Our biggest play was a 30-yard pass downfield, down the sidelines, and almost incomplete because the player barely stayed yeah. in downs. And I'm not blaming it. That was a great catch. No, that was a hell of a catch. It, it yeah. was, you just cannot. I understand that, A, we have an inexperienced offensive line. I'll give them that. I'll give them that 100%. But if you can't teach pass blocking, you can't teach offensive blocking. And that's just the truth. And uh, you have to figure this out. I mean, it's I mean, it's too late this year. It's You're already 4 and a, You're 0 and 4. I mean, uh, I wish you were 4. They're 0 and 4. And quite honestly, he's going to lose his team. He probably won't. Meaning, I think there's enough players and leadership on as, as players to prevent that from happening. But I'll be honest, at the end of this season, if I was the leader of this team, I'd block. See ya. It's not even that. No, I'd do even worse. I'd go right into Trestle's office and say, look, there's no need for us to play because we're not playing football. No, no. If you, if you don't, if you can't make a change, then there's no need to keep us here. And that is a frustrating thing. It, I don't know where to begin because once again, I mean, Look, and I said last week, yes, this team is going to have to lose close games. It's the hardest thing we're going to have to go through. And the, and the last thing that come is learning how to win these games. But that's when the players are making the mistakes. This is the coaches who have been there. And you know what this says to me? Every single one of our coaches cannot coach this level. Well, that's ex- you hit it. You hit it. Out of they the are in over their head. Yes. And yes. There's not one of them that's qualified for the job nope. that they have. And, nope. you know, the coaching staff that he brought in is all division two, division three, two, division three. And, and I'm not saying they don't deserve the opportunity, but if you design an offense, this pathetic, you need to do the you right need to be thing. Fired. 
Well, no, you need to do the right thing. You need to resign. Not right what? now. No, let, let, I'll give him four games. I mean, we'll be 0-8. But after this, come 1st of May, he needs to resign. He Here's- needs to resign. Not cost the university any money. Just accept the fact that he failed. And then the university can move on. And the university can accept the fact that they failed. And they can move on. It's a lot like years ago, Anthony, and I. And God forbid, I can't remember the coach's name for the uh, the women's team who won two games one year and went winless the next year. And she was Hill. Was it Hill or Martin? Martin, I believe. Martin. Yeah. Well, they were both pretty bad. They both were back to back. Horrible. Yeah. Um, but my point is you have to sometimes take responsibility for how your team performs. I'm not sure these guys will do that. I'll be honest. I just don't. There's the only way you're going to get people in the stands come September next year is a brand new team and brand new coaching staff. You go out and and I'm going to say something that Youngstown State never does. They're going to have to spend the money. They're going to have to find. They're going to have to find somebody out there who they can pay 400 to $500,000 to come coach this team. Because honest to God, they're not going to get it on the cheap and they're not going to find anybody worthwhile. They were fortunate enough to get Pellini when they did because of the timing of his availability and the contract that he still was owed from Nebraska. And it all worked out for for Bo. (laughs) Uh, But we at least had some success. You know, maybe it wasn't as much success as everyone hoped, but at least we had some success. And I'll say the same thing for Wolford. Wolford, at least he tried. I he, I mean, I, I, I firmly can't believe every time he used to say we didn't score enough points. Uh, uh, but that that's Youngstown State's, you know, history. Mm-hmm. John Haycock, God bless him, couldn't find an offense if you paid him. And, and that's the problem. We're back to John Haycock. When John no, Haycock... Well... My point is we're yeah. back at that same level where John Haycock had good defense, absolutely no clue what how to get that offense unglued and doing something proper. Uh, he inherited a really good team from Jim Trestle, and the first two years looked pretty good. The last three years was god-awful, and, you know, he was gone. But in the last 20 years, we've gone through four coaches. I haven't seen – I mean, the best success you have is Pelini. You know, and I'm not saying, yeah. oh, right home. Bo Pelini is the greatest coach. Yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the most success we had was Bo Pelini. And yeah. I don't blame Bo. Bo's going to follow the money. He's no dummy. And he did the right thing for him and his family. I, I can't. You're going to pay him $8 million to go coach defense? Go take the freaking money. Exactly. And, and, and I, I have no problem with it. Let me ask uh, you this. But this offense – has no design it has no design no. no play design at all it is the most i've seen high school teams with a better design that have no design i've seen eighth grade teams have a better design than this team and you have a quarterback that has skills that you can use to build around figure it out you got four games to prove me wrong because these, you're not leaving tomorrow. You're coming back from the from South Dakota, unfortunately. But you need to figure it out. Because if you don't figure it out, no one's going to turn on uh, 
the WB network to listen to a game day report. No one's going to watch another game this season. No one's going to pay to go watch them play. So the university has to figure this out. It's on the university. It is on the university. What do they want out of their football program? Because if they want success, then they got to reevaluate everything they're doing and figure out who and why certain people have been hired or let go. And that's where we come to. And and that's it. I, 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 I've reached my boiling point. I wanted to give him a chance. I did give him a chance. He has proven that he has never ran an offense, never ran a defense. Obviously, he's a good high school coach. He may be a really good uh, tight ends coach, special teams coach, but he ain't no head coach, at least not today. Maybe he'll develop, and I hope he does for his own sake. But, yeah, you know, he uh, – this is a uh, – this is a complete and utter disaster. The pass offense, and I use that term very loosely, that we have is making Newt Rockney roll over in his grave. <laughs> because when Newt Rockney designed the forward pass to beat Army, he didn't, he didn't envision this. I mean, honest, honestly, Tim, sitting here today on March the 13th, I would not be surprised if September 2nd comes around and your only offensive player in Jaleel McLaughlin says, you know what? See ya. I'm done. Because you know what? That kid has earned it at Division II and proved it. He's proven he can play at this level. You know what, kid? I don't blame you if you get so far out of here and go to a program that's going to utilize you because this program sure as hell is not. Well, all I got to say is when air – Don Bushy has a better passing game than you do. You have a problem. Don Bushy looks like Mike Leach compared to this guy. Oh, he is Mike Leach. There's no question. He would never put up with this. Never. Oh, my God. And I, I never played I for him, but no, no. It's, it's, I mean, what? It's utterly disgusting. It's, it, uh, I, I have no hair to pull out, but if I did, I would pull it out. Um, yeah, there's, there's, if here's the problem, here's another problem we have in our Valley. We have no opposition in this. this no, there's nope. nobody uh-uh. to who will hold him accountable. Yep. Accountable. Exactly. They because want the, the yes university men. immediately goes into, uh, protect mode and they do a hundred percent of the time. They, then they hate you and they'll try to blackball you. Yep. And you know what? Kumbaya. Who you you get what you weep. The you have to accept the fact no matter what happens this rest of the year. I hope they go four and oh. I really do. And they, and my whole atmosphere changes. And and we go into the summer thinking that maybe this program has a chance. I don't see that path forward that way. I think that's truly, truly I'm gonna win the lottery tomorrow type thinking. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going to win the lottery. I'm going to play. I'm going to pick the right numbers. It's going to happen. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, go ahead and play. I'm not telling you not to play because someone has to win. It's not going to be YSU's football team. I'll guarantee you that. Uh, Tim, here's what that's is where very, we're at. Here's what's very concerning is this guy is so, you know, trust the blind faith, have blind faith. 
what? Excuse me? I'm sorry, but uh, I'm not jumping into, into anything 100% on blind faith. Like, you don't have a plan at all. The plan to me is I hope we don't lose by five touchdowns. That's what it was at North Dakota State. That's what it was against Northern Iowa. That's what's been the last two weeks. And look, the sickening thing, you've had a chance to win the last two. You've had a chance to be two and two going against a mediocre South Dakota team, a good North Dakota team, and cellar dweller Missouri State and Western Illinois. And right now, I felt better after last week's loss than I do today. I have seen a lot of football games in my life. I have seen over uh, – I don't want to begin to count how many Youngstown State games I've watched. Well, The maddest I have been that I can recall after a game was against Liberty under Haycock years ago. Today, top that because our kids were quit on. Simply put, the coaching staff, like you said, tucked their tails between their legs and said, oh, dear God, I hope he makes a mistake. And you know what? That is no way to go through life. In you know, anything. they almost got their lucky break. They did. You know, they, it twice. They, uh, and they got that. Yeah, unfortunately, they had the, the special teams fumble and they couldn't kick the field goal. And, and they late in the run, ball run, game, run. wait, 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 yeah. late in the ball game, Right before the 39-yard touchdown or 39-yard first down pass that set up yep. the field goal on that drive is I, I wish I remember the player's name, but he came around and he punched the ball out. And in truly oh. unfortunate scenarios, the ball came out like a rocket, yep. hit one of his teammates yep. in the leg and bounced away and bounced out of bounds. And they had I knew when that play happened, I was like, oh no. Oh no! That They're was have a, a chance. That was a that was a that game was a hell of a play. play. That was a game-winning play, and you couldn't capitalize. And it was just you know snake bitten there. Yes, uh, because the very next play was the thirty-nine-yard first down play. And I'll say and this it, too: and extended the drive for they can score the uh, the winning field goal. I can't remember if that was Grant Dixon or Griffin Hoke who made that play. Who came around the edge and um, slapped that ball out. Yeah, but and Tiger Jones made a great play on that ball to get the interception yeah. to make to give Wise you the ball back and go for that and 20 yards for the touchdown. When they had the 39 yard pass, uh, that was Hoke on coverage. And Tim, I tell you what, for a linebacker, he played that perfectly. I mean, he really did pass. play it perfectly. And um, I don't know. I'm, I, I mean, I, I just feel sick for the players because they made plays. They fought their butts off. They fought their rear ends off. And I said, I said, we're going to have to win the hidden yards games. Special teams, kickoff and punts were pretty good. All touchback on kickoffs. The punts were pretty good for the most part. We backed them up. You know, we forced two turnovers. I mean, we everything that we said – to have a chance to win the game happened. And look, in my opinion, South Dakota State's not playing their best quarterback. I think Gibbs is their best quarterback, but I'm not Stiegelmeyer, and I've not been there for 30 years. The guy's a hell of a coach, and he knows his program better than anybody. But South Dakota State gave you that game. They gave you that game. They said, here, Youngstown State, win the game. 
And our coach has said, no, guys, no. In the spirit of Lent, we are giving. You, you know what? Maybe that's it, Tim. Maybe, maybe, maybe we're the idiots. And maybe we're the non-believers. And maybe Doug Phillips and his band of dynamos have given up being aggressive for Lent. In the spirit of good faith, maybe they've given it up. It's a theory. It was it's a not lot a bad of conspiracy theory. theories going around. I mean, uh, you know what? At least it has a plan. At least yeah. it has a plan because there was no offensive plan today. Uh, and like I, we said all, all season long here, the defense for four games in a row has put you in position to win ball games and has played winning football. You have to play the entire 60 minutes. Yes, the last drive is a crusher. Yes, the guy got open over in the middle, and it was it was seen. There were so many there's so many mistakes on the YSU side of the of the ball throughout the ball game that cost you points, that cost you chances to get off the field, that cost you opportunities lost, and that that's why we're here talking about a two point loss. 1917 because you didn't capitalize on the things that you should have when the game is in your hands under four minutes to play and you run the ball three times without any idea what three plays you're going to run i know you only have three plays in your book but <laughs> because you're not going to punt the ball well i mean you, you did punt the ball um you know you have to have strategy you have to have a design you have to have faith that your design makes sense. You know, you. this is four games in a row. We have not seen one sweep, one reverse, one jet sweep, one anything, one quick pass to the back rolling by. Nothing. Well, we try. There's, we get negative one yards. Yeah. and But you know what? There's no design. There's not one player in motion. You the team sets up and they're saying, "Oh, you're not going to do it." Guess what? We know what we're going to do. Move. Yep. Yeah. Uh, South Dakota State did not move with every almost every snap. Someone was on the move. Yep. Yep. They ran a very similar offense than we did, except they their players moved, uh, and their their players made a few more plays than we did. I'm not. You can't be this basic. If you're going to be this basic, why are you huddling up? Seriously. If you're going to run three plays the entire game, and that's all they've run is three plays. Hey, may give me a little gadget here or there differently, but basically they're three plays left, right, and up the middle. That's mm -hmm. all they got out of the same, same look. You may call them different plays, but they're really not. What do you got? I mean, this is embarrassing. If... If I was the president of this university, and I and most presidents of university don't get involved in your sports program unless they absolutely have. However, when your president of university is the winningest coach in your school's yep. history, basically, uh, and has the mantra of winning a national title, not just one, but four at your school and one at Ohio State and, and played in three total at Ohio mm -hmm. State and played nine total championship games in his career as a head coach. I'd be embarrassed to see what's on the, I would be embarrassed. And as much as you have good feelings about this person 
and Doug Phillips and what he and think that think the world of him. He may be one of the greatest people we we have never met. Yep. And I'm don't want and I've met him years ago, and he don't know me for life, and I, it's fine. I don't care. But the truth of the matter is, what we're seeing here is utterly it's not practice. Well, it's just it's. No university should have to ever go winless. No university should ever have a coach that is in over his head. And we've seen it multiple times at Youngstown's, either in basketball or football or baseball. If you're a Division three school and these players weren't scholarship players, but playing for their, because they love the game, mm-hmm. you don't win them all. It's heartbreaking, but you get over it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there's, there's, a, there's a way around it. If you're a, NAIA school, same thing. You, you want to win. You want to get better. You want to compete. Mm. But you maybe not have the facilities and the abilities, but you're going to put a, field, a team out there because, you know, these kids want to play and you want them to play and you recruited them and they believe in the school and they want to win. You know, that, that's all fine. You're a Division One school. Ran you're like an NAIA budget. It, they're a Division One school and they're not trying to win. Nope. Nope. And, and it's not just in football. It's that, every sport. It's And that is inexcusable. Uh, hey, but at least our track and field programs are good, man. I ain't going to sit here and tell you Brian Gorby isn't a great coach because I've he's known Brian my entire life, and he's a competitor, and he's a good guy, and he works hard, and he has a lot of respect for a lot of people that work at that university, and he's earned everything he's done leading that program. So, you know, you put good people in good positions, they win. Uh, I really, truly believe that. Uh, but you put a person who's in over his head in a good position. He's a good person. Not going to be able to, not going to be able to handle it. If through four games, Doug Phillips is in over his head. Doug Phillips right now, if this continues through the next four games, needs to have hold a press conference, express his sorrow to the university for accepting this job, pursuing it. And thank them for that opportunity and resign. That's what needs to happen because the university can't pay them off. They don't have the money to do that. We already know that. Or unless a benefactor who supposedly helped hire them pays them off, then that's what needs to happen. I'm not saying that has happened. I'm going to say he got the job on his own merits. I will say this. If they go 0-8, there's no need for him to come back this season this summer as as crazy as it is you need to go out and find somebody else and one in seven is not not going to do it neither beyond be, i'm going to be honest with you one in seven is going to make me ask for the same thing and and that's just the truth honestly and, tim at this point one in seven two and six look you should beat missouri state and you should beat western illinois almost every single year those schools are terrible there's nothing there they're not trying to win they're, they are punching bags. So you should beat those two schools every year. Honestly, two and six with wins over those two schools. And honestly, we're not going to get two wins over those two schools. But say we do, I mean. Can they win a home game? Absolutely not. Nope. And it's and it's sad because last week after Southern Illinois, I was convinced we were going three and five. Not anymore. Not anymore. No, no. You know what's scary is we all looked at the schedule and said, uh, North Dakota State, Northern Iowa, Southern Illinois, and South Dakota State, 
that's your tough stretch right there. You get through those four games, you should be better the last half of the year. You haven't even played the best team in the conference yet, and they're coming to town in two weeks in North Dakota. That team might beat you by 30. And you know what? Maybe, maybe it's going to take a 60 to 7 loss or a 55 to nothing loss. But none of these teams in this conference are good enough to do that to us. It's frustrating to watch what has happened. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking. It is. And you and I are not sitting here trying to be villains and trying to be malicious and trying to be the guys in the community that, you know, you know, hold them accountable because we're not, we shouldn't have to be honest with you. We, we are speaking as frustrated, disgruntled, heartbroken fans, season ticket holders. And I know for a fact in my heart that if circumstances permitted it, you would be at almost every home game. If you could, you would be there. And if I could, I would be at every single game. I would. And next week, I'll be there two hours early because that's – I don't know why. That's and who in the, you are. And in the fall, on September 2nd, instead of watching a top-two team in Ohio State whip up on Minnesota – and crushing Minnesota fans' hopes, which I love to see because Minnesota sports fans are the most delusional in sports. I'll be at Stanbaugh seeing mighty incarnate word beat us up. And I'll, and you know what's even more sickening, Tim? Is I've already made plans to go to East Lansing to see us play Michigan State. That's oh, how I'm spending September let's the 11th. Hope, let's hope they cancel that game. Because that would be on the Big Ten Network, and that would be absolutely embarrassing. Maybe that's the 70 to nothing loss we yeah. need. But why? Truth of the matter is... Maybe Dougie will cross the, the midfield stripe once. Uh, I don't know. I, w- I want to be, you know, I agree. I do. I don't want to be negative, Tim. I no. don't. And last week, and after the Northern Iowa game... I was hopeful. I had hope. I was okay with last week. It sucked. It sucks anytime YSU lose. Because like I said, there is no person in this community that does not work for them that wants them to win more than I do. And I don't want to sit here like this every Saturday night. And look, yeah, 0-4, you should be like, you know what, nah, it sucks, who cares? But honestly... I can't do that. I hate to say it, it. with sucks. coaching, with coaching, with quality coaching. This is, this is heartbreaking but, to say, this is really heartbreaking to say, because if you actually had advanced coaching, competent coaching, we would actually be talking about a four and you're exactly right. Because North Dakota state's not that good this year. You're, There's not one game. They could not maybe, have won. maybe, maybe three and one. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Let's, let's give you, you, you credit. Uh, yeah. they, Northern Iowa kicked our ass. Let's give Northern Iowa total credit. They came in here and just, you know, took us behind the barn. Uh, and that's just the truth. So of the three matter. and one. Three and one. Three and one's realistic. Yeah, because you lose 21 nothing. You were never in the game anyway. And you're sitting here three and one with South Dakota, a conference newcomer in North Dakota, Missouri State, and Western Illinois junior colleges. It's a and you're reality, sitting there thinking. 
six and two playoffs. And look, I know we've talked about it and all of our other sports teams. I don't I would take one more national championship for this program. I will have I will sacrifice my other teams. And you know I'm an Indian season ticket holder and I'm a and I'm a Broncos fan. I'm a Notre Dame fan. I will take all those teams never winning a game again to see one more national championship. And honestly, right now, I'm not sure the next time I'm going to see a playoff appearance. Well, thank God we don't have to make deals with the devil. Yeah, you Um, aren't kidding. However, the situation is dire. This situation is, is ugly. The university has decisions to make in front of them. And... This coaching staff has decisions to take in front of them because if they can't design an offense that fits the year 2021, if they can't, they're going to lose the players. No one's going to come. Nobody will want to play for you after they displayed this. No offensive playmaker will come here. Why? If you're a wide receiver with any talent right now, and if this was the regulars, let's just say hypothetically it wasn't spring, it was this fall. And you had mm-hmm. a recruiting class to get. Why? You wouldn't. On a football-only decision, take away any athletics or, or academics or, you know, location, yep. uh, girlfriend, whatever the case may be, okay? Take that all out of the equation. Just football only. If you're a 300-pound offensive tackle, if you're a defensive back, why would you choose Youngstown right now? You wouldn't. That's the problem. That's why you have to make a you change. Wouldn't. That's why what you did, what what you do now matters. This You're- is not an eight-week exhibit season to get better. And I know he has freshmen coming in, coming, you know, this summer for next fall. And I know this program has some talented players and they'll have some returning and some of them leaving. And some of the seniors will be able to come back because of COVID rules, which should be a wonderful thing if they choose to, or it's going to be kind of like the basketball program where your most important player, your point guard, you know, just entered the transfer protocol. He's going to be a graduate move on. Now, I don't know who's going to take him and who's not. He may come back. We, do, we just mm-hmm. don't know. Uh, I don't know where he may land. If it's a, a school, Youngstown, state size or larger. Who knows? Maybe he goes Division Two. I don't know. Uh, I wish him well. I really do. But that's the way you're at right now for this YSU football team is I don't know if you can attract players. If you continue to display what you're displaying, a unimaginative, undesigned offense, in 2021 if you're a tight end if you're a guard if you're a center if you're a wide receiver a running back a quarterback you're not giving them any reason to your program no matter oh, how no. much blind how faith much, trust the blind faith yeah well you know what blind faith is you fired blind uh, faith trust the blind faith it's there trust the process trust the blind faith you know what that says to me tim i don't have a plan it's exactly it. I hate to say it, but you're right. If that's I, I was that really his comment? Yes, on the TV show this week. Trust I the blind I faith. Uh, I, I'm gonna be honest. I couldn't watch it because I was I would be too upset to watch. 
Tim, it was trust the blind faith. Well, it's going to be trust the blind faith. He said he doesn't like the phrase trust the process, but it's really have blind faith in me. That's what he's asking his kids to do. What? Well, how was the leader of a division one program? I hope this this athletic department and university does not trust the blind faith, but trust is the reality that they see in front of them. And if this continues the rest of this eight game season, the way it's going right now, I would have, I would bring them into a room. I would have a piece of paper that basically has three or four sentences on it that announces resignation and say, you know what? You have to sign. You have to move on. We can't. We'll give you a, a small segment, but we have to move on. We've made a mistake. And that probably will not happen. And we may be talking about this come October, we got three years November. Of this, we got three years of this, Tim. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. If this happens again, let's just hypothetically say that at the end of this spring season, the fall season, he's still our head coach, which I expect to be out by. Um, and this occurs again this fall then you have to move on. There's no reason to keep them. There's no reason to move on. I mean, you have to. Right now. And I hate judging a guy on four games, but he's giving me no hope of what he's put on the field and how he's run it to believe that we're actually moving forward. We're moving backwards. Right and now. that's the problem. Right now, there is a total minimum. If you play all your eight games in the spring, um, and all 11 in the fall, 19 games. We might go 0 and 19. How many games do you, maybe one or two? And how do you bring back a 1 and 18, 2 and 17 coach? You can't. Well, you know, if you're you, the Cleveland Browns, you do. But other than that, you don't. Uh, I, I, it's, I, and you know, what's, you know what's depressing to me is I, I know this is what's going to happen the next three years because – we're not firing him. And oh, here's even that. more frustrating. Why is our offensive coordinator, our offensive coordinator has ex- has the most division one double experience on his staff. Tim. <laughs> I I Penguins you know and Anthony, there's no there's no rhyme or reason left to talk in circles. I'm being honest. There's I, I don't know what else to say. Is that was the most disappointing loss I've seen in a long time. Uh, there are games where you hope to win that you never win. And there's games that when you're winning, you know, you're going to lose. And that was today. Yep. And they made plays to give themselves opportunity. They had some bad luck. They didn't make enough plays to win a ball game. So that's why they ended up losing what they did in 1917. And there's a reason why you're zero and four. Don't sugarcoat it. You are what you are. You're as good as your record. Exactly. You are. you are. No matter what, where you play, what you do. I've said this about the basketball program a few times. And they always seem to be one or two players short of necessary to compete at the highest level of the Horizon League. And this football team is more than one or two it's players ten. away. Yeah. It, it could five players on both offense and defense. And I don't know if Doug Phillips has the fortitude to, to straighten out this ship. I really don't. And we're judging a guy on four games, but he has given us no 
belief that he can handle it going forward. You know what? He's a good guy. I've met him a few times years ago, and I, I'm rooting for the guy deep down. I want him to win. We all do. We all do. I don't care who our coach. I want you to win. Yeah, yeah. This was. This is. Uh, you know. What's worse is when you have no hope. Yeah. And right now, I have no hope for the YSU football program. That is frustrating. That is that is scary. For the first time in my life. The first, and I've been following YSU going back to the mid seventies. First college game I ever went to, Youngstown State. Young little boy, yeah, probably four years old at the time. Um, all I can say is this: we've seen a lot of players come and go over the years, coaches come and go, but this is the ultimate low point I've ever experienced. I never thought I would because it's such a football town, it's such a football university. It's had great success, but. I don't know if they'll ever see success under his current leadership because I don't see leadership out of this or quite honestly, the ability to handle the situation they're in. It looked like they're over their heads. And if that's the case, you have to cut bait because you My can't, son. you can't continue down to dip this because chances are they are chances are, as you mentioned, they don't fire people. They let the contracts run out or, the, or a, Coach leaves his own accords. So the only chance that Doug Phillip has of leaving is his own accords and to resign. He has four games left this season to prove me wrong. But if he doesn't prove me wrong, he's to resign. Because this university, even if it has to hire in June for, for September, will be better off than what they have right now. At least on March 13th, 2021, in a spring football season, you have to call it what it is. This is an utter, complete failure. Well, Tim, we started this podcast as a springboard off our main one. Um, and it was my dream that, you know, I could have this platform. And uh, thanks to you, you've allowed me to achieve one of my dreams. Um, and We're we started our first podcast no, we're not. No, you know, we're not. We started this podcast, uh, the Escash Report, after a huge upset loss to Butler. And that was a low point. That was one of the lowest points we've had in a yeah. lot of years. This feels worse, Tim. It does. It's the it most does. recent, which makes it hurt more. But this program right now is rudderless. Yeah. And it's just not using the talents that they have to their maximum abilities. When you do that, you look at the head coach and you, you know, Teddy Truman used to say, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. That's mm -hmm. where we're at right now with this YSU football program. If you can't stand the heat, you need to get out of the kitchen. I'm done. I have nothing else to add. John Wooden, uh, who, who uh, surprisingly did not like using timeouts. So maybe he took a book out of Phillips's play, game plan. He famously said, preparing to fail is failing to prepare. And I honestly believe that's where we're at. Or failing to prepare is preparing to fail. And we are preparing to not lose by five or six touchdowns. We are trying not to get blown out. And the sad thing 
is next Saturday at noon. I'll be there for three hours screaming my butt off, hoping for a win. And I know you, you'll probably have their game on the radio or TV, hoping for a win. And if we win, it'll be like we are 8-0 or 5-0. With that said, Penguins in South Dakota next Saturday at Stambaugh Stadium, the third of four spring football games. Uh, Kickoff is at noon at the Ice Castle. Tim and I will be back next week to break down the Penguins and Coyotes. Uh, Tim, I don't really feel a need to uh, look ahead to that game because right now I – I don't have the desire to. Um, like I said, I'll be there in section four, rooting my butt off for a win. Me and maybe a hundred other family and friends. Uh, so Tim and I will be back next week to recap and break down the Penguins matchup against South Dakota and preview maybe the North Dakota game. Uh, so for that, as always, let's continue to wave the red and white even on the bleakest of nights.